I want us to talk about eternal rewards and judgment, but our main focus will be on the rewards. I want all of us to be aware that whatever thing we do here on earth is being recorded and we are going to be rewarded. There's nothing we do as believers that is going to be wasted. There's no kindness, no goodness or help or love that we have shown to God or to his work or to other people that we are not going to be rewarded. And so I want um, I want us to pray and then we'll start to get into the message. Father, we thank you for this morning. We are joyful. We are grateful for another time that we are alive today. Father, in Jesus' name, it's by your grace. As we share your word, we pray, Lord, that you speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And so, let's. Right, we're going to talk about eternal judgment and reward. Like I said, we'll focus more on the rewards. Eternal judgment and reward. And you have the medal there. When people compete, when people go for a competition, be it the Olympics, be it um, a football match, a soccer match, basketball, they are always competing for a prize. And as believers, we need to also be aware that there is a prize. There is a prize for everything we do. And so let's focus and be encouraged that whatever thing we are doing now is not wasted. Now, I just want to deal with a few mindsets whenever we talk about rewards and whenever we talk about eternal rewards. People have certain mindset that is not right. People have a certain mindset that is not correct. And I want us to correct those mindsets this morning before we even go on to our subject. Now, the first mindset that a lot of people have when we begin to talk about eternal judgments and reward is fear. As soon as people begin to think about the fact that, oh, I'm going to be judged, I'm going to be rewarded, or there is going to be somebody who is going to review my work in eternity, the first thing is that people are afraid. Oh, they are scared. But you don't have to be afraid. In, in John chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, the Bible says, I just want to read from verse 17. Bible says, love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness this is first john chapter 4 verse 16 to 18 says love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness on the day of judgment so if the love of god is perfected in your heart if you love god like you proclaim or like you confess then on the day of judgment you will have boldness it means that you'll be bold to appear before Christ for judgment if you love him. And so the fear, if you are somebody who, has a, who is afraid whenever you think about eternity, change that mindset. Whenever you think about eternity, whenever you think about judgment, because of the love you have for God, you should be bold that on the day of judgment, you will appear boldly before him. You will not be afraid. Like somebody who goes to court. If you know that you, 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 you are standing in the place of truth, 
and you know that whatever the case, there is no, whatever accusation has been brought against you is false and you know that you're going to have victory, you don't go to court being timid or afraid, but you go to court with boldness. And the Bible says that what is going to give us boldness on the day of judgment is the love that we have for God. We continue on. The verse says that because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. And so whenever you think about eternity and being rewarded and your work being reviewed, do not be afraid. The Bible says if you love God, there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. If you love God and you love him perfectly with all your heart, Bible says perfect love casts out fear. And this is from 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. Perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love and so your prayer should be that you'll be made perfect in love whenever you think about the fact that one day we are going to meet jesus christ one day we are going to come face to face with god don't be afraid if you're a lover of god don't be afraid if you love god because perfect love cast out fear and he who loves, he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Don't be afraid when you think about eternity and when you think about judgment. The next mindset I want us to deal with is some people have this mindset. I just want to make it to heaven. I don't care which aspect of heaven I am. If I don't get to be at the most beautiful part of heaven and I'm just in heaven, that is okay. I'm okay. And a lot of Christians have this mindset. I just want to get there. Some people will even say that even if I'm just at the gate, I'm fine. Get to the gate and I'm okay. But that is not good enough. <laughs> and we can tell you, we can tell that from the Bible. That is not good enough. It's not good enough to have that kind of mindset. Bible tells us that we are created for God's pleasure. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Thou art worthy, O God, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. That they are made. I'm sorry, they, they are and were created. So God created us for his pleasure. And therefore, our goal should be to give God or to bring God the greatest pleasure. And so it is not enough to say, I just want to make it there. It means that you are not pursuing what will bring God the greatest pleasure. But your goal should be, as I live on earth today, whatever I do will bring God pleasure, will bring God the greatest pleasure. It is God's desire and God's pleasure for you to be rewarded for everything he has given you to do here on earth. And so your pursuit should not be that I just want to make it to heaven. It is not enough. If you are born again and you have lived in the Lord for even a day, for two days, for a month, for a year, for two years, then know that just making it to heaven is not enough. Just making it to heaven is not enough. If you are not, you know, when, before you came to Christ, you might say, oh, I just want to make it to heaven. And that's fine. But once you become born again, you have to start to think outside of that zone. I just don't want to make it to heaven, but I want to bring God pleasure. I want God to be pleased in me. 
I want the things I do on earth to make to 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 be God to I want God to be pleased by the things that I do with my lifetime here on earth. That should be your goal. Don't just say I just want to make it to heaven and that's okay. No, that's not enough. If you're a Christian listening to me now, it is not enough to just make it to heaven. But your pursuit should be that I want to please God with my life here on earth. Amen. Others will say, oh, let's not talk about rewards. That's mindset number three. Let's not talk about rewards. Let's not keep our eyes on the rewards. Let's just keep our relationship with God going. However, God said that I'm going to reward you. God said that I, I am the one who is going to review your work and reward you. All of us at our various jobs or even in school, if you know that your work is going to be reviewed, the attention you pay to doing that work is higher than if you know nobody's going to review your work. The fact that you are doing if at your workplaces, if you are giving something to do and you know your boss is going to look at it, or not even your boss, another colleague is going to review it, then you pay attention to what you are doing and you make sure that you do it very well. So as a child of God, if you know that your life on earth here is going to be reviewed and you're going to be rewarded, then you make sure that you give it your very best. If you know that the things you are doing here on earth is going to be reviewed by God, then you give it your very best. You just don't do it anyhow, but you give it your very best. Mindset number four. In fact, all this, the seven mindset if we can change this message to a series and we can talk about these seven things for the first day, but I'm just putting everything together just to give you an overview of etern- um, eternal rewards and judgment. Another mindset, mindset number four, people will begin to ask, oh, will all scenarios be covered? Then you hear people asking, what about children who, who never got to live on earth? Children who died the same day they were born? Um, what about people who never got to hear the gospel? What about people who were forced to believe things that they didn't believe? So people begin to ask questions about if all scenarios are going to be covered. If you as a human being who was created by God have been able to acquire enough sense to begin to consider all these scenarios, then the God who created you has already thought about it. If you are beginning to question yourself, is this scenario going to be covered? Is with our limited knowledge as human beings, if we are able to bring up these scenarios in our head and wonder if those scenarios will be covered on the day of judgment, then God who created all things and knows all things has already thought about it and made provision for it. Judgment belongs to God and there's no single scenario that will escape God. God will not be like, you know, you can go to court someday and the lawyers will be arguing their point. And one lawyer will bring a very good point, which the judge had not considered. And so the judge will say, okay, court will be in recess. We will come again the next day and or the next day or the next week and come and deliberate on this issue. Then the, the judge and the, the if there's one or more judges, they will go and do their research and come back again with an answer. No. On the day of judgment, it's not going to be like that. We are dealing with a God who knows all things. And so there is no scenario that will not be covered. 
Every scenario that you can think about, God has already made provision for that scenario. The next, the f- number five, which I really want to touch on. If we are not able to finish today, we'll continue some other time. Number five, some people also think that judgment is equal to punishment. But judgment is not equal to punishment. When you say that somebody is going to be judged, it does not mean that somebody is going to be punished. It does not mean that the person is going to be punished. Example, two people take an issue to court. And on the day of judgment, one of them doesn't get victory, but one of them gets victory. The one who got victory, judgment does not mean punishment to that person. And so as a child of God, don't always think judgment is equal to punishment. Judgment is not equal to punishment. So when people think the mindset, people's mindset, whenever you, if you, you talk about the judgment day, the first thing that comes to their mind is, oh, we are going to be punished. Oh, people are going to be punished. If you're a child of God, don't think that way. When you think about judgment, think about a time that God is going to reward you for all the things that you did on earth. So judgment is not equal to punishment. Number six. Others who say, oh, I just want to live in the now. Let's forget about tomorrow. Let's forget about um, the judgment day. It's not here now. So let's just live in the now. Again, I would say that if you know that what you are doing is going to be reviewed, you do it very well. You do it very well. You just don't do, don't live anyhow if you know somebody is going to review the way you lived your life. Mindset number seven. People say that everyone is going to have the same reward. If you pay attention to scripture, you know that that is not true. All of us are not going to have the same reward. All of us are not going to have the same reward. And we are going to go into detail in, in this number, point number seven. But know that all of us are not going to have the same reward. The Bible tells us that we will be rewarded according to the things that we did on earth. According to the things that we did on earth. So if we all did not do the same thing, we are not going to be rewarded. Our reward is not going to be the same. If you remember the parable of the talent, somebody had three, somebody had one, somebody. So all of them, he said, come, come and be a Lord over thousands come and be a lord over there so all of them were given a portion according to what they have done so we are not going to have the same reward now the significance of this doctrine why is it important that we learn about eternity eternal judgments and reward why is it important that we learn about the fact that god is going to review our work and then reward us one Knowing that our works will be reviewed should motivate us to pursue God's will. Knowing that your life on earth here is going to be reviewed by God should motivate you to pursue His will for your life. Some of us, we know that we have an assignment. God wants us to do something with our life here on earth. We cannot afford to live carelessly. Knowing the fact that we are going to be questioned that what did you do concerning this assignment? 
I gave you this passion. I gave you this desire. I wanted you to do this. What did you do? So knowing that your works will be revealed should motivate you to pursue God's will. If you have discovered God's will, let it be your pursuit. Go after God's perfect will for your life. Because one day your life is going to be revealed. Like I said, your response to this message should not be fear. Your response should be that I am going to make the necessary changes. Because once I'm alive today, I still have an opportunity to do the right thing. And so your response to this type of message should not be fear at all. But rather make the necessary adjustment. So knowing that your works is going to be revealed should motivate you to pursue God's will. The Bible says that in 1 John chapter 3, I'm going to start reading from verse 2. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verse 3 says, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just like he's pure. If you have the hope in you that one day you are going to see God, and just like he is, you are also going to be like him, then you purify yourself. Because your goal is one day I'm going to meet a God who is pure. I'm going to meet a God who is holy. God is a perfect God. I'm just going to meet this God who is so pure. And I cannot afford to live anyhow and go and meet this God. If this is who I'm going to meet, then I have to prepare myself. And so you don't live carelessly because one day you know you're going to meet God. You prepare for meeting Him. You don't live your life anyhow. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 11, Jesus said, Blessed are you when you are revealed and persecuted. And say all kinds of it when they reveal they reveal and persecute you, and say all kinds of thing evil things against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. And so the idea of people getting rewards in heaven did not come from a man; it came from God. And Jesus Himself mentioned and emphasized it that for great is your reward in heaven, which means there is reward for people in heaven. If you are a child of God, there is a reward for you in heaven. Jesus mentioned that in heaven, there is going to be reward. And if Jesus mentioned it, then definitely it is important that we discuss this. And so, all the mindsets that have been mentioned. Some people say, let's just live in the now. Or let's forget about judgment. Let's leave judgment for God. But if Jesus mentioned that there's going to be reward in heaven, then it's important that we discuss it as people who follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. This scripture does not refer to unbelievers. This scripture talks only about Christians. And so when the scripture says, for we, 
must all appear. It is referring to Christians. This letter was written to Christians. It was not written to everyone. It was written to the church of Corinthians and it was written to people who identified as Christians. And the one who was writing it, it was also a Christian. And so if he says, for we must all appear, then he's talking about the people who are receiving the letter and he the one writing the letter. He says, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Unbelievers will not appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Unbelievers will go through what we call the white throne judgment. That is different from this judgment. Unbelievers will not appear before Christ. They will face the white throne judgment. The judgment seat of Christ, which is also called the Bema seat, only Christians will appear there and they will receive a reward according to what they have done. So 2 Corinthians is saying that Christians will appear before Christ and they will be judged. And that judgment is called the Bema seat or the, judge, the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ is also known as the Bema seat. And what are some of the features of the Bema seat? What are some of the characteristics of the Bema seat? Or how can we describe the Bema seat? The Bible, we say, we say that the Bible tells us that, I'm <coughs> sorry, sorry. The first point is that it's a judgment for believers. The Bema seat, the judgment seat is a judgment for only believers. The Bema seat or the judgment seat of Christ, it is a judgment for individual believers. It means we are not going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and say that, oh, I belong to this church. I'm a member of that church. And so we are going to be judged together. We're we're not going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and say, I belong to this country. And so every judgment for this country, I have a portion in that judgment. We cannot say on on that day that I belong to this family. And so... We want to be judged, corporate judgment together. Oh, I worked for this company. And so let's judge the company together. On that day, the Bema seat, it's going to be you and Christ. And your work is going to be reviewed individually. That's what's going to happen. Now, the other thing is that it is based on what you have done in the body. According to the text that we just read, he says that everyone may receive things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So that that judgment will be based on the things you did in the body. You did in the body. The other thing about the Bema seed is that it is not a judgment for condemnation. It is not a judgment for condemnation. So if you make it before the Bema seat, you know that you're already there. (laughs) You're not going to be condemned. Like I said, the white throne judgment is a judgment for unbelievers. And believers are not going to be in the white throne judgment. But believers will come to the Bema seat of Christ or the judgment seat of Christ. In John chapter 3 verse 18, the Bible says, He who believes in him... Is not condemned. So once you believe in Christ, you have passed on from condemnation 
you cannot be condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So if you believe in God, you are not condemned. You have moved away from condemnation already. And so the Bema seed is not for condemnation. Next thing, the Bema seed is for, is for assessment of service. So the Bema seed, your, your service is going to be assessed. What you did for God, what you did for your fellow man, what you did to help others, that is what is going to be assessed. Your service to human beings, your service to the body of Christ, your service to the Lord is what's going to be assessed. So, beloved, I want you to know that nothing you do on earth is wasted. As long as you are pursuing the will of God, nothing you do here on earth is wasted. Nothing you do for other people will be wasted. Even if those people don't come back to say thank you, know that God has seen what you have done. And your work is going to be assessed. And the Bible tells us that you are going to be rewarded. The Bema seat of Christ. The last feature is that Jesus is the judge. Jesus is the one who is going to judge us. Jesus is the one who is going to judge us on that day. And so we can be confident. If Jesus is the judge on that day. The Bible says that the one we love is the one who is going to judge us. And therefore, we can have boldness. We can have boldness as we go before Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 to 15. The Bible says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, Woods, wood, hay, straw. Each one's work will be made, will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on, on it endures, he will receive a reward if anyone's work is burned he will suffer loss because but he himself i'm sorry will be saved yet as through fire the bible says the foundation has already been laid that foundation is jesus christ however all of us who are building on the foundation everyone is using a different material we all have one faith in Jesus Christ. We all have one faith in Jesus Christ. But what the work we are doing is not the same. The motive for what we are doing is not the same. So we all have the same foundation, which is Jesus Christ. But the Bible says, but if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, there are people who are building on the foundation with gold gold they are giving their very best 
They are giving their all. Others are building on the same foundation with silver. They are also doing what they think it's best. They are doing their, what they are trying, but not compared to those who are building with gold. So some people are building with gold. Others are building with silver. Others are building with precious stones on the same foundation. We are all giving in different contributions. We are all giving in different levels of sacrifices. Others are building with wood. Others are building with hay. And others are building with straw. On the same foundation, we are all called Christians. But our contributions and our sacrifices and the things we are doing for the kingdom and the things we are doing for humanity and the level of intensity or the degree of the sacrifices are not the same. Even though we are all believers, even though we are all we all have the same foundation, others are building with gold. Others are building with silver. Others are building with precious stone. Others are building with wood. Others are building with hay. Others are building with straw. The question you ask yourself is, what are you building with? Yes, you are a believer. Yes, you are saved. You're going to make it to heaven. But what are you building with? What are you giving up for the kingdom? What sacrifice are you making? What are your motives for doing what you are doing? We all have the same foundation, but the things we are building on the foundation are different. However, the Bible says each one's work will become clear for the day will make it clear. When we stand before God, each one's work will be made clear. Whatever you have built will be made clear. Maybe in the eyes of men, this guy is giving his very best and we think that, oh, when, if anybody should make it to heaven, then it's this particular guy. But the Bible says, on that day, God who created you knows what exactly he gave you to do. The strength he gave you, the grace he made available to you, the gift he gave you. And when you come before God, he knows what you were supposed to do. And so your work will be made clear before him. But the Bible says, because it will be revealed by fire. When gold goes through fire, it becomes better. We know what happens when wood goes through fire, when hay goes through fire, when straw goes through fire. And so what we build on the foundation is very, very important. The Bible says, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Everyone's work will be tested by the fire. Verse 14, if your work is able to endure the fire, you will receive a reward. If your work endures the fire, you will receive a reward. Our desire will be to give God the best, the very best. If we are doing anything for God, we give it our best shot. We don't do it anyhow. We give it our gold. When I say our gold, I mean that you are giving whatever assignment God has given you the best effort, the best attention. 
that you know to give it so that you will not suffer loss. Verse 15 says, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. The things that are built with hay, with wood, those things are going to be burned. They will not go through the fire and make it out of the fire. So the person who built with wood and with hay and with straw, their works will be burnt. That person will suffer her loss. But that person himself will be saved. You will make it to heaven, but you will not receive the reward. And that's why I said, all of us will not receive the same reward on the day of judgment. Our works will have to go through fire. Amen. In fact, I just finished with the introduction and I'm almost out of time. I don't think I can touch on the other things that I want to talk about. Um, but I can probably touch on this one, one thing and then we'll close for the day. So the first principle of God's judgment is that our judge, his judgment will be based on our works. He will review the things that we have done. God's judgment will be based on our works. The next thing I want to talk about is God's judgment will be based on our faithfulness. Faithfulness. Let me tell you a story that I had. Somebody who was in the Bible school had an assignment. Wrote a very wonderful assignment. The lecturer enjoyed reading the assignment. Marked the assignment. Scored everything he was marking. The tenses were, cor were correct. The references were made correctly. The co he quoted the Bible correctly. Spoke at length and wrote a very beautiful paper. At the end of everything he had done, the lecturer gave him zero. And said, good work, but wrong topic. And so this guy did not write on the topic that he was supposed to write on. He wrote on another topic, but wrote a very beautiful essay. And so he scored zero. That is how it is on earth. As we live our lives on earth. Let's not try to imitate other people's assignment. Let's not just be doing what everybody is doing. Or everybody is doing something and it's working well. So let's go and do that same thing. Let's do exactly what God has called us to do. On the day of judgment, we'll be judged based on our faithfulness to the assignment that God has given us. We will not be judged based on how men praised us for doing so well. We will not be judged based on man's measurement of our assignment. But God is going to judge us based on the, our faithfulness to the assignment that he gave us. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 28. The Bible says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servant and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, 
to another two, to another one, to each one according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he, then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made five more, five talents. And likewise, who had received two gained two more. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled account with them. See how the Bible says after a long time. Jesus Christ was telling a parable and he said, after a long time. And so when people say that, oh, it's been so long since we said that Jesus was coming back again. In fact, Jesus told us that it's going to be a long time and the Lord will come back. And so, yes, it has been so long. Yes, because the scripture says it was going to take a long time for the Lord to come back and settle accounts with the people. Let's continue reading. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. So his Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. Look at the description he gave him. Faithful servant. He says again, you were faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many things. So he was faithful. He didn't say that you did something else than what you were. He says you were faithful. So one of the criteria for God's judgment is faithfulness. Then he said, enter into the joy of your Lord. So he who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then who, he who had received one talent said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, ripping where you have no sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. You see that description, the one who didn't do anything with his talent gave to the Lord. He said, you are a hard man. You are reaping what you have not sown. You are, you are gathering where you have not scattered. This is the language you are speaking to God. If you are not using what God has given to you. And look at the response of the master. He says, but the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew God is going to judge you based on what you know. And God knows what you know. He knows the things that has been revealed to you. And he called him wicked and lazy. Wicked and lazy is the description. God is going to give people who don't use their God-given talent to serve other people. 
And look at the people who served, the people who the master commended. What was their return? 100% return. The one who had five brought additional five. That is 100% return. The one who had two brought additional two. That is 100% return. And so don't think that, oh, I'm just trying my best. Even if I'm able, you see, sometimes you write exams and you have the pass mark is 50 or the pass mark is 75. And so you say to yourself, if I score 50 or I score 75, at least I have the pass mark. But in the kingdom of God, the pass mark is 100%. So don't think to yourself that you're going to just do anything or do anything, do all I can do and then just leave the rest. Give it your best. Ask for grace and strength from God. God is going to measure our or going to review our works based on faithfulness to the things that he has assigned us. I want you to know as a child of God that you don't have to be afraid when we speak about judgment. You don't have to be afraid when we talk about the fact that we are going to meet Jesus. If you love somebody and the person has traveled to a far country and the person is coming back and you're going to meet the person at the airport, you are not afraid. You are rather excited and happy. And so if you confess that you love Jesus Christ and we say that Jesus is coming again, you don't have to be afraid because the one you love is coming back again. Rather, you have to be joyful. You have to be excited to go and meet the one you love. When we talk about eternity and the second coming of Jesus Christ or judgment, you should not be afraid if you're a child of God. But whenever you hear about these things, they should stir you up to become a better person, to become a better Christian, to give your best to, to mankind and to the kingdom of God. To give, make sure that by the time you live here on earth, you have emptied yourself of everything God has given you, that your life has been a blessing to, to your generation and to everyone around you. God is going to judge our works. But if you're a child of God, you're going to appear before the beamer seed of Christ. Your works is going to be revealed. We all have the same foundation, which is Jesus Christ. We have the same faith that is in Jesus Christ. But what we are building on that foundation might not be the same. My prayer is that you will give your best. You will build on that foundation that when your works go through the fire, you will be able to survive the fire. And you receive your full reward in Jesus' mighty name. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you for today that you have reminded us that our works, our life here on earth is going to be reviewed. I pray in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, give us grace not to lose sight of this fact or this truth. Lord, but our lives will count for what it is, oh God. Our life will count for the assignment that you have given us that our lives will be a blessing to the body of Christ and to our generation. Give us grace, Lord. Give us passion and zeal to accomplish and to finish what you have assigned us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Amen.